Oh boy, here we go. It is the Big 4-9. I am Stretch, and this is the Thursday Morning Show. Welcome to it, my friends. It is time to get one day closer to the weekend. Tomorrow is Friday. Fridays are lovely around here because you get Moto Man and Kyle. It's also the first time anyone's done a show back in the studio since the demon got loose in there on Saturday. No one's been in there. We, I, you know, I do my show from my house, and this is the first other show. Saturday will be the true test when the numbnutses are all back in the studio, and I am uh, piping in from my home studio, and we all try to link up to do Supercross coverage, which will start at 2 p.m. on Saturday as the gate will drop at 4 p.m. in Detroit, and we are always two hours before that. So lots to get to, lots to talk about, lots of moto on the show today. In fact, we're going to dip down to the 250s to the red plate holder for the 250 East. His name is Hunter Lawrence, and Hunter, we're going to talk to him, talk to him a little bit about the end of the season. There's something that, by the way, Hunter dropped knowledge on me that I did not know in this interview. So it's good to hear that. And we also found out of like another incident. Hunter's had some incidents this year with people. He's riding very aggressive. And there's incidents and he he answers to them. He never like puts it off like, what are you talking about? He always says, oh yeah, this is what I did or this is why I did it. So once again, another one of those. And uh, interesting times talking to Hunter Lawrence. Hunter's a really great rider, man. That guy is so parallel to his brother statistically outside of championships is the only thing. Whereas Jed gets the championships, Hunter hasn't got the championships like Jed has. However, win-wise, race-wise, he's he's equally as good as his brother. He's, he's really, really awesome. So we'll talk to him coming up in moments from that HRC Honda team. Also got your Moto Minutes. I got your Man Entertainments. We got news and all of those. I got... Uh, stories today, a lot of drug stories today. We're going to get down and talk some drugs. Got a story about an American spy. I got, uh, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to bunch some of the drug stories together, if I'm just going to hit you with have a drug day. And then I got really, really, really bad news. I'm going to come with a story you may or may not have heard yet that I think everyone on the planet should be aware of. Because something really, really bad happened somewhere between and this is what's horrible somewhere between 2011 and now and we're kind of just realizing this it's really bad it's really really bad so we will talk about this uh, uh, coming up it's I think of global importance to find out what happened and it happened in Libya of all places gotta love Libya it's nuts man it's nuts so uh, we'll get into that story right after we talk to Hunter Lawrence. Very serious story. I don't normally do serious because, well, I'm kind of an idiot. Got an update on Andrew Tate, the, what do they call him, YouTuber personality, whatever the hell you want to call that guy. He is, uh, he's getting hosed. I, I'm not a fan, but he's getting hosed in my opinion. So we'll talk about that as well. It's a fun-loving Thursday edition of the Stretch Show. So, you guys sit back, call your friends, say, hey, uh, listen to Stretch, because he kind of sucks, but we like him a little bit because he talks about moto and he plays good rock and roll. We tolerate him. You should probably listen sometimes, too, when you can. If not, you can always go to the podcast. Podcast is fun. The podcast is 
Anywhere podcasts are served, it's The Stretch Show, Big 49. That's how I bill it every time. Stretch Show podcast, Big 49, and then the date of the show, and it's anywhere. You could Google that and find it. It's on Google. It's on Amazon. It's everywhere. So go check out the podcast. iHeart carries it, but they carry all of our channels as well. So we are in cahoots with them. A lot of good stuff. The vlog is up, by the way, if you missed that from Saturdays. The Saturday show last week was Next Level Insane. Shout out to Kenny Moxon. If you didn't hear the Kenny Moxon interview, that was great. And that's all up on the, you know, each segment is its own basically vlog because they're so long. Yeah, we work, not like these other vlogs and podcast jokers. Yeah, we're going to do 15 minutes once a week. Yeah, suck my balls. We're going to do 45 minutes five times a day. That's what we're going to do. Uh, a-holes. I'm Stretch. Strap it in. Get ready for some serious news after we talk to Hunter Lawrence. I'm talking serious news you need to know. I'm hard-hitting journalist now. It's the Big 49. The Man Urged. Report! Uh, if you're keeping score, Ryan Reynolds is winning at this celebrity game BS because that dude who we see the commercials, remember he's a minority owner in the company Mint Mobile and he's all over their commercials. Well, they just sold that thing to T-Mobile for $1.35 billion. I don't know how much of that Ryan Reynolds gets, but I imagine he's not hurting, especially since he sold the celebrity gin that he owned to another alcohol company last year for $600 million. So Ryan Reynolds is a PIMP. Aaron Rodgers has finally broke his silence and come out on this trade to the New York Jets. He said, I want to be a New York Jet. I want to be traded from the Green Bay Packers. Now that's a big deal because he said originally he wanted to retire and then he went and did his dark cave retreat. I don't know where you trip balls on Hayawusa or whatever it is that he does. And he says he decided he didn't want to retire anymore. But when he came out of the cave, he heard that the Green Bay Packers had been shopping him around. They'd been trying to trade him. So he's like, F you guys, this is where I want to go. I want to go to the New York Jets. And now they're holding up the trade trying to be greedy and get everything they can for the aging quarterback. And he says, just make it happen. I have no resentment. Just let me go to New York. And we're getting reports about something that happened back in February to the Los Angeles Clippers that sounded gnarly as hell. They had chartered a plane from Delta Airlines. They left Los Angeles International Airport. They were headed to Denver. And apparently the plane got struck by lightning. And when it got struck by lightning, the engines turned off and it started to fall out of the sky. They say a short time later, they got the engines fired back up and they resumed control of the plane. But everybody on the plane basically crapped their epic pants because they thought they were gonna die. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are sitting down with HRC Honda's Mr. Hunter Lawrence, who is just on a roll out there, ripping off wins. Win number four on the season, looking great, Hunter. But we had another incident. You have had a number of run-ins, if you will, throughout this season already, even though you guys haven't raced all that much on the 250 East. Let's talk about that close call tonight with that lapper. When you guys came together, what happened there? Uh, Walk us through that situation uh yeah very close call um it was kind of weird because when i stepped onto that tabletop he was like far right and kind of just rolling so i was like okay he's gonna go outside like and then so i've committed to step off and then he's hit a hard left okay and i was kind of like all right here we go uh (laughs) this is gonna suck and um yeah somehow didn't didn't go down my hand blew off i got like a dead leg from where i might we made contact and okay I think I broke his clutch lever, so yeah, you did. Bit of a yeah. 
bummer, but kind of, yeah, thankful now that it wasn't anything worse, you know, on, on my right. side at least, which may be selfish, but, um, yeah, wild. It's true, though. Yeah, you're, you're the race leader. The blue flag's out there. The lappers are shooting, get to the side. I get everybody always says they're racing their race, too. But he, he was right there in the path, and he did uh, cause that collision with you. So let's talk about this track tonight because it was freaking gnarly. And it was gnarly yesterday at Media Day. And then today through qualifying and the heats and the main events, it was super gnarly. Uh, what was your take on that track out there, and how difficult was it tonight? Yeah, it was pretty pretty wild. Uh, it's my first time racing at Indy, so it was okay. it was a big eye opener. Like I was just kind of letting it all come to me this morning, like through the first few sessions, and just kind of like okay, trying to figure out how it's gonna, well, when and how it's gonna break down and yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, okay, like a second lap, it's already breaking down, and then it's yeah. uh it was uh, it was wild. So it was cool. All right, and then tonight we're dealing with a really short, gnarly, rutted, beat up track. But because it was so short, the lap times were shorter, and you guys ended up putting in a lot more laps than you normally would. Same amount of time racing, but you're still banging, 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 banging on those laps on a gnarly track. Does that cut into your uh, conditioning? Does that wear you down at all, doing more laps? I know it's the same time, but it's still, how was a tough track to do that many laps on tonight? Uh, not really. I mean, we do longer motos at home and stuff. We don't, okay. we don't do what we're racing you know we always try to do extra so okay. you can go strong the whole way and uh i mean yeah we did a lot of laps but it's yeah. nothing that you know i'm not used to i don't think we're not used to you know it's a shorter lap time it, it's yeah. happened previous rounds and stuff so yeah right. just uh no nothing crazy really all right, so uh, everything is normal out there, but I know one thing that is greatly improved for you, watching you year to year to year, is your starts. Uh, let, let's talk, is that the secret ingredient to all of the wins and you just looking like no one can beat you out there right now? Is it the starts? Uh, what else do you contribute to that? Uh, yeah, yeah, they've been good. We put a lot of work in, obviously, yeah. last year. I um, mean, outdoors, it's kind of where things... I wouldn't say fell apart. They weren't okay. coming together easily. Okay. So, yeah, we put a lot of work in, and the team helped out a lot as well. You know, we worked on some little inconsistencies and stuff with some hard parts. And uh, yeah. But, no, it's been it's been really good, and it's cool to to see it uh, it uh, paying off. After Parla last, last year, I was just, like, so mad because my start sucked. And I was, <laughs> we did probably from, from then until Nations, probably, like, 30 starts every day we rode, maybe even more. Okay. And then after Nations just continued, you know, every day we'd ride, I'd just go and do 20, 25 starts just to be so like locked into a muscle memory so it wouldn't change and it was and it was good. You know, obviously yeah. it works well when you have Jet to practice against, you know, he's a good starter. So yeah. um, you don't create any false habits. So it's been good. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can keep clicking off some good starts because it definitely makes for a, a less stressful night. Yeah, it does. But tonight was very stressful. Let's go back to the, the, the whole lapper situation, not necessarily the incident with you, but the fact that you're dealing with a really super gnarly track out there, and then you're dealing with lappers. It's It's got to be a, a really tough situation for you guys running up front, especially when you're in the very front, because if it slows you down, you know, you're going to get caught in a, there's a potential that you could get past and you built up this nice lead. But all of that could change in a heartbeat, as we almost saw tonight with you and the lappers. So uh, uh, walk us through that night, because you guys lapped. Not only were you dealing with the gnarliest track of the year, you lapped all the way back, I think, to 
10th place. So that's a lot of lappers going on in your way while you're trying to get that win tonight. Uh, talk, talk us through that. Yeah, there's there's so much uh, so much information we got to process while we're out there. You know, just yeah. from my point of view, first laps I'm trying to, to sprint and, and get a bit of a gap. And then, yeah. you know, you try to find yourself a rhythm or something. And then, you know, five or six laps in, you're kind of already coming up on a few guys and then you know from then on it's just it it throws a whole nother curveball because you're already moving around as as much as you can to avoid the deep ruts to grab your pegs and stuff and yeah and still do all the rhythms and and have a good time and huh. and then you've got guys that are you know out there as well and, and they're dealing with the same stuff so they're moving trying to get to the shallowest ruts so yeah it's uh it's pretty wild yeah. like like he was saying then they don't mean to be in your way or, or anything, but it's yeah. like, I mean, everyone's just surviving out there because it is. It's so tough to ride, and, and it is harder to ride when you slow down. So, All right. Well, let, let's look forward to the uh, playoff this year. Uh, how awesome is this for you and for Jet, like, that you guys are going to get to battle it out in the first ever Super Motocross playoffs coming up this summer? Is, is that in your mind at all? Or you still just dialed into the to the season? Uh I think he's on 450 for that oh. because he's racing yeah. the outdoors on 450. So I don't think he'll be stepping back down. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. We were just talking about this on the show the other day that we didn't know if Jet was going to race 450 or 250 when it came around to the Super uh, Motocross this summer. So thank you for clarifying that. Now we can go back to the studio and talk about that some more because we seriously had this conversation on the air just this week that is Jet going to go uh, one way or the other. But So it looks like maybe the East-West shootout, that's the, the, the last time you guys will get a battle for a while uh, out on the track. So that, that's kind of cool. Uh, how are you going to handle that? It's, it's your last race where you two are, you know, your competitors still, but even though you're on the same team, but, you know, it's the last time that's going to happen for a while. Uh, how's that going to go down? Yeah, we'll figure it out when we get to it, right? Deal with that when we gotta, <laughs> we got to deal with it. So yeah. I don't know. We haven't really spoken about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dad would probably just – I'm trying to think of the PG way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if, uh, yeah, he doesn't want us to dick each other up, that's for sure. Okay, so, that's good. Um, yeah, just uh, – yeah. sensible, uh, mature boys out there riding, I'm sure is what he'll want to see. Yeah, I love that. It, it is a very good advice from your father to not dick each other up, I, I would say for sure. Uh, Hunter, congratulations on another great ride tonight here in, in freaking Indianapolis, and I know we're going to see you back on the box next week in Detroit, so get ready to talk to us again. Uh, thank you for your time. We appreciate you as always, and best of luck to you next week. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big 49, it's a Stretch show. I have uh, maybe good news. I may not, may not have to dump the bad news on the guys Saturday because the world may be over by then. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the end of the world as we know it. REM was right. Old school. Let's talk about this. This is effing nuts. This is nuts. And the fact that we're just knowing about this. Like, what do we have spies for and espionage and spy satellites and all this crap? Why don't we know this crap? Here's what I'm talking about. Remember back in 2011 when uh, Muammar Gaddafi got, uh, got overthrown in Libya? He was gone. Well, 
we just got news, and I don't know how long they've known this, because this is a long time between 2011 till now. Hey, remember, okay, so Gaddafi gets uh, killed in 2011 and run out of Dodge. Then in 2014, all kinds of rival political factions have started battling for control of that country. And the last bout of like civil war going on within there ended in 2021. So between 2011 and 2021, we don't really know what happened inside of Libya, which is weird because we knew it was a volatile situation and we should have known. Remember, this is a country that's got a ton of oil, it's got a ton of money, and there's been a ton of violence there. They're violent mofos, and they also tend to be effing terrorists. Remember, they're the dicks that blew up the Lockerbie Scotland uh, Pan Am flight back in the day. These guys are MFers, and here they are. Uh, having some civil war and here's what I didn't know and how how did we allow this we knew they were a hostile government just like Iran we know is hostile and the world is like Iran can't have nukes we, we've got to absolutely stop them from having nukes and that's it by the way the one of the a country like Iran that has that much oil one of the biggest oil producers in the world they need nuclear power no they don't no, they don't. They're getting nuclear power to build bombs. That's what they want to do. And that's exactly, apparently, what Gaddafi was doing. So Gaddafi had 2.5 tons of uranium. He had 2.5 tons of uranium. I don't know if that's all he had, because that's how much is missing. Have you heard this story? Because I hadn't heard it before. And I saw this headline today, and I'm like, well, this is really bad. Who do you think got that uranium? Because I'm looking straight at Iran right now. 2.5 tons of uranium have gone missing from a non-government site in Libya. According to confidential statement from the United Nations International Atomic Agency. The UN nuclear watchdog inspectors made the discovery while carrying out an inspection that was postponed last year because of the country's deteriorating security issue. They finally are stable enough to get the UN inspectors back in there and they realize, huh? And they're like, hey, 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 your records are incorrect. There's 2.5 tons of uranium missing. You know what you do with uranium? You build nuclear bombs. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know where that is. They say they're investigating to find out what happened and how the uranium was removed from the site. But they don't know. Nobody knows. 2.5 tons of uranium. The UN watchdog acknowledged that the missing nuclear material presents a radiological risk. No, are you kidding me? As well as nuclear security concerns. Oh my God. Why are we not blowing this out everywhere? Why Why are we not like, what happened to the 2.5 tons of uranium that was in Libya? Yeah, this is effing nuts, guys. This is effing nuts. And uh, I'm not seeing it all over the place. I saw this story on Reuters. That's where I saw it. Yeah, oh well. So sleep tight, everybody. Let's see, if the world ends before I wake up on Saturday, I won't have to tell the guys the not great news I have and to 
not great news. I've been working on and working. I'm diligently working on this. Like I have been working my butt off trying to resolve the issue that we have haunting us in the face. And when I say haunting, I'm talking about the ghost box, demon box. It's not great. It's not the worst news in the world. Like it's not going to get worse than what whatever's happened already. I don't think so, but it's not really relief in sight at this point. I, 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 it, I, relief's gonna, it's gonna cost me more money is what's gonna happen. And I'm cheap, so I may let those guys deal with that. Whatever they did, whichever one of them did it, I'm gonna let them all be punished for it. Because I didn't unleash it, they did. Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. All right, up next, let's uh, get into some of our drug stories of the day. I got a couple good drug stories. There's like three drug stories today. All right, we'll talk about this next. <laughs> oh, God. We're all going to die. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. I was checking out some of the video highlights of the Red Bull Day in the Dirt down south, and it was awesome to see some friends of the 49 out there getting on the podium. One of those dudes being Carson Brown. Now, we tell you all the time, Carson Brown is amazing on any machine he gets on. That dude can shred, and don't get started with a freaking pit bike in that dude because he is the king of pit bikes. He will absolutely tear it up. He was on a CR250 down in Florida, and he got on the podium in the race that he was in on that one. Also, a friend of the 49, Mr. Freaking RJ Wageman, got out there on his Yamaha, and he got on the podium in the Coup de Gras. That is a race where these dudes just go out there and race, and there's no set ending to it. Whenever the officials walk out, it could be 10 minutes, it could be four hours, no one knows. They race and race and race, and then finally they wave the checkered flag, and whoever's out front wins, and RJ got on the podium in that one. All in all, another great Red Bull event. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it's Stretch Show. Right now, we're going to go down a very familiar rabbit hole. We're going to go down the rabbit hole of the Smuggler's Blues. Talking about cocaine. That's what we're talking about. I got a lot of drug stories today. This one is like, uh-oh. Bad news. Uh, Moto Man, we might need gas masks or oxygen tanks. I just found a story that, that uh, things I didn't know about. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you live, you learn. You're going to smuggle cocaine. You're going to learn. And this happened down in Colombia, where they're really good at smuggling the coca. The yayo. Here's what happened. Colombian Navy intercepts a submarine. And this submarine was transporting... 2,643 kilos of cocaine. They say about $87 million worth of the blow. They were taking it from Colombia and they were sending it up to Central America. The military saw the boat. They boarded it. Here's where it gets crazy. There were four crew members aboard the makeshift submarine and two of them were dead. Oh, you're like, was somebody going to take the coca and, like, swim away in the submarine? No, that's not what happened. This is why I said we might need oxygen mask or something. The rescued people 
were in bad shape. What happened, the uh, submarine. And, and when they make these homemade submarines, they can't like dive down like a real military submarine for the most part. They can just kind of, they're like a boat that kind of sinks down in the water pretty good and, and it's just under the water so it makes it harder to see for the Navy and the police and everyone that's out there looking for cocaine smugglers. So here's what you got. You got a leak inside from the fuel for the engines generated toxic gases inside the submarine and since they're technically sealed up in there they they start dropping dead so when they when they come up to pop the top you know like we need some air people are dying this isn't good two of the dudes are dead already and the other two are sick the navy took them in for treatment before they brought them to uh you know jail for that's what they did. Oh, man. The guy that inspired the cocaine story. I saw him in the news this week. It's a real-life person. It's a real-life story. I saw him in the news this week, and I'm like, oh, man. I hope he's done with his cocaine. I don't know. But anyway, that's the latest. It's not easy. The smugglers' blues are real. Remember, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. And if you're going to smuggle, bad things are going to happen. Sometimes you're know, trying to hide your, your illegal doings. You harm yourself. The popo doesn't even have to do anything. They just sit back and let you come up to the come up for air because you are asphyxiating yourself with bad toxic fumes inside your illegal submarine. Moto Man, maybe we switch from the 70 to like an ultralight. That could be safer for you. Because remember... I'm a Kaiser Soze. I, I'm, I'm just the guy that's not really there. I, I'm a figment of everyone's imagination. You're the guy that's got to fly this in the ultralight or run it on the Honda 70 with the Ninja Turtle backpack that knocks over canisters and press conferences and embarrasses me. There you go. Tell you what, I, I get another drug fun story for you next. It's a druggy kind of day here on a Thursday. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 4-9. Big, 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 the Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Getting ready for the weekend, and that means one thing around the Big 49 Supercross, and this is how you get your coverage. The gate's going to drop on the night show at 4 p.m. in Detroit this Saturday night. That means the pre-race show starts at 2 p.m. here on the Big 49 with myself, Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Mr. LBZ Bookie Kyle in the house. So all of us will be on the call at 2 p.m. on the Big 49. Gate will drop at 4 p.m. We'll see what happens up there. Can Chase Sexton make a comeback? Will Eli turn it around after a really bad race last week? Will Cooper Webb start to put some distance on himself and the others in the red plate? We'll find out the answers to all these questions this Saturday right here on a Big 49. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. That's LBZ.life coming up one hour from now. Here we go. It's a stretch show on a Thursday morning. Right now, we're going to talk about some bad boys. We're going to back to talking more drugs, more slangers. This guy's slinging cocaine and all kinds of stuff. But this, uh, this, uh, this is straight out of a movie. This is straight out of a movie where this crap happened right here. 
Uh, yeah, like this guy should have known this was straight out of a movie. Oh yeah, and it's in Florida. So it's time for your what the Florida fistful of Florida up in your ass for the day today. A former Florida DEA agent is looking at 40 years in federal prison on drug charges. That's right. On Tuesday, officials announced that 37-year-old former DEA agent and Nassau County Sheriff Sergeant James Hickox has been charged with possession with intent to distribute controlled substances, and he had a whole bunch, including cocaine, MDMA, fentanyl. He was moving all kinds of stuff, and they had no idea. Here's what went down. So they started an investigation in August after an informant who they pinched on, an, who was working with this guy. They catch this dude slanging, and he spills on uh, Officer Hickox. And he says that Hickox and another officer had been stole, uh, basically seizing drugs and cash and then they would log some of it and turn it into the bust and then the rest they would keep and then they would use him to sling it. The informant alleged that uh, they were allowed to keep a portion of the narcotics and cash for themselves during law enforcement searches. So these guys would, would pinch it all, give these guys and say, hey, take what you want, sell the rest, get us our money or we'll put you down. The informant also alleged that uh, the other officer and him only documented the small amounts of cocaine and cash that they actually took when they would do these drug busts. So they were dirty, dirty 5-0. Ain't nothing worse than a dirty 5-0. You were supposed to be there to protect the people to get the drugs off the street. You were not supposed to be there to line your pockets and slang cocaine. And that's what they were doing. These guys are bad guys. These are the worst kind of criminals right here. This is straight out of a movie right here. So, after they do the interviews and they get enough evidence, they raid this guy's house where they find 168 grams of fentanyl, 17 grams of cocaine, three shoeboxes filled with cash, about 100 grand. Then they find a safe in the house that's got another 76 grand in it. And then they find a brick of cocaine also, a kilo. Here's the best part. So he had all that at home. He was a dirty, dirty mofo. When they go back to his office, they find three or 400 uh, things of ecstasy in his office. And they put that in there. They're like, dude, the dude had pinched some and had it at work still, just sitting in his desk drawer. He hadn't brought it home yet. Hadn't turned it over to his, uh, his bad guy to slang it yet on the streets. Yeah, they say he is being charged with intent to distribute cocaine, MDA, and uh, more than 40 grams of fentanyl. He's been a sheriff for 17 years and was a former drug enforcement agent working on a task force from 2014 all the way through 2022. So this guy knew what was going on. And by the way, he was chasing himself. That's the bad part. When you got the bad popos, the bad popos are chasing themselves. Because they were slinging. That's what he said when they arrested him. They're like, hey, you're supposed to be the good guy, man. What are you doing running around in these streets like this? And this is what he said. King Kong ain't got shit on me. That's right. King Kong ain't got nothing on him. He was a man. He was uh, Denzel in training days running around being a bad guy. 
Well, now he's going to go to prison with a lot of guys he probably put in prison, a lot of guys that he put in prison and stole their drugs and cash. This ought to be a fun time for him. Good luck to you, sir. Yeah, this is horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I I, I don't know if I'm going to... Can I handle I got more drug stories. I got another one that's comedic at best. Let's see what I do next. You know, you know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to break out. I'm going to bring in Justin Barsha, TLD Gas Gas Team. We'll talk to him. Talk to him about Indianapolis. Talk to him about getting dialed in and being fast as F right now. All that coming up here on the 49. All right, I just did one of my favorite things that I do, and that is record an entire segment of the show without actually pushing record. It was amazing the first time. This will be a, a bad simulation of the first time I did this segment, I can promise you that. Another thing I want to do before I go into uh, my next topic, I have a my beds and, and I'll load them and, and I'll just play them straight off of YouTube as I talk rather than load them into a system and eat up my memory and all that stuff with gazillions of beds. And before you do it, you watch a little commercial. I'll wait for that. I'll queue up the, the bed and then I'll record the segment. Okay, I'm getting sick of the Google phone and I'm getting sick of Wolcast advertising. I'm tired of seeing fat, ugly people on my video screen. And I'm sorry. We used to have really good looking smoke models. It was a, a perk of being a pretty person. And by the way, I'm not a pretty person. I'm not saying I, I would be a great spokesperson for anything. I'm just saying I don't want to see people who look like me on camera hockey. Especially that damn Google phone. Everyone that does it, and every time I see the commercial, they're like, oh, it's my new Google phone. It takes great pictures, and it's got this automatic erase. Look, there was a really unsightly uh, corner in this photo, and I push it, and I touch the button, and it disappears. And I thought, well, why don't you do that to your four chins, you fat F? That's what I thought when I saw those commercials. I'm like, why don't you make your face disappear? Or your giant ass? Or your huge gut? That's what I would do. I'd be like, man, look at my fat belly is gone. That's what I would do. But no, we're putting fat, ugly people in commercials now like it's cool. And it's not cool. We need to go back. We need to go back in time to the olden days when it was good-looking people that sold this stuff. Or funny people. I'm over this, oh, let's get fat, ugly people to hawk our products. You don't make me want to buy your product. It makes me want to throw your product at you. That's what it makes me want to do. But then again, I'm an a-hole. Speaking of a-holes, let's get to this story. This is out of the UK. This is a crazy story. We got a lady. She's an American spy working over in the UK. And, and we're not spying on the UK. We're in cahoots with them. We got spies over there. They got spies over here. We work in conjunction in anti-terror uh, things. So... This American is over there over the weekend. She's in a parking lot at a sports bar that's about to close. And she's in the car with a guy. When the guy stabs her, she manages to crawl out of the car. This is happening in uh, St. Paul's district of Chettleham is where it happened. And the guy's getting ready. to. The guy starts to run off. The lady falls out of the car, bleeding profusely. People coming out of the sports bar that was just about to close save her. They get her to the hospital. She does not die. They find out she is an American spy, and the man is a terror suspect. He was immediately arrested at the scene for attempted murder on this lady. Then when they got deeper into the issue, he's now been charged with all kinds of uh, terrorism charges. So he's a terrorist and he stabbed this American spy who was working to bust them. They say there's a lot of terror networks going on in the UK and they work diligently to try and stop them. This 29-year-old man 
apparently lived there in Chettleham, and they did a raid on his apartment, and they're not saying who he is or where he lives other than he is now being held on suspicion of the commission and preparation or instigation of terrorism. And also on suspicion of preparing acts of terrorism. So, pretty crazy. American spy getting stabbed over there. He's like, what, what is happening in the world today? What is happening in the world today? We got Moto Man or Kyle. Was it? I don't think it was Jason. I think it was Moto Man or Kyle. One of them messed with the box thinking they were funny. And they released a demon. And now look. We're missing two and a half tons of uranium from Libya. We got American spies getting stabbed by terror suspects over in the UK. We got awfulness. We got awfulness, awfulness. You know what else happened yesterday? Russia shot down some American drone, which they weren't supposed to shoot down because it wasn't anywhere near the war zone. And there's bad stuff happening everywhere. And it's all because one of these numbnuts has released a demon box is what I'm saying. You know what we're going to do? I, no, yeah, I'm holding this. Saturday, we're going to do this. I have a new idea. A new idea. We just got to get to the bottom of this. We just got to grab the bull by the horns as long as I'm not in the studio and make this happen. That's what we're going to do. All right, let, let me get back to more happy things like drug stories next. About a guy that set himself on fire accidentally. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. This summer, the Supercross is never going to stop. That's thanks to our friends out at the World Supercross. And I got an email from them. I want to shout it out because the Big 49 is beyond Los Angeles. The Big 49 is beyond America. The Big 49 is global. And I can tell you this right now. Tickets are on sale for the first two rounds of the World Supercross. That would be in England and in France. You can get your tickets now. And if you're interested in any of the other rounds, you can register for the pre-sale early. Just going over to their website, WSXChampionship.com. You can get your tickets on and get ready to get your Supercross on all summer long. Courtesy of our friends over at the World Supercross. Tell them you heard about it on the Big 49. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show here on a Thursday morning. Getting ready for tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. We got the Moto Man show with Kyle coming up about 3 o'clock on Friday in the Haunted Studio. Saturday, we got Moto Man, Kyle, myself, Jason from Honda Yamaha Redlands doing Supercross coverage. Coverage starts at 2 p.m. Pacific time live right here on the 49 the gates drop at four it's on the peacock if you want to watch it if you are out you are out riding you are out having some fun we might have a great weekend this weekend all the rain will have made it nice and beautiful outside and we may uh, have you guys out on the bikes and if you are you could just punch in anywhere you are the big 49 and get all your race coverage we'll let you know what happens between the rounds Oh, let's get into this story. Right now I'm playing hash pipe because there was a dude trying to make some hash oil. Happened to Santa Rosa, California. Fire department gets a call out to the 101 freeway where there has been an explosion after a van caught on fire. I say explosion. And they roll up and they find a white van and a dude partially on fire, including several 55-gallon uh, bags full of marijuana. If there were 55-gallon drums filled with marijuana, I would know Moto Man was driving and there were bodies in there like maybe Will, but not, you know, 
not, not the case in this situation. These were giant 55-gallon uh, bags of marijuana shake. You know what marijuana shake is? That's the leaves and the crap and the leftover. But what they do is they then fill 55-gallon bags with that, and then they fill it with butane. So he had several 55-gallon bags of marijuana and butane in the back of the van. He's driving down the highway. One of the bags starts leaking. He sprung a leak. The leak then drips down to the exhaust, and a badoosh! Butane's highly flammable. So you basically are rolling around with bombs in the back, weed bombs in the back of your car. Uh, typically, they used to butane. The butane does something to the weed, and then it boils down to hash oil. Is what that was what he was doing. That's the process. I imagine this guy, once he gets out of the hospital from being burned to death, because when he saw it was on fire, he pulled over and knew, oh crap, the fire department, the police come, I'm screwed. I'm making hash oil in the back of my van as I drive around. So, also, where did he get 55 gallon bags of shake? What kind of grow operation is he getting their weed from? Their weed's all supposed to be regulated in this state. He's in big, big trouble. Also for manufacturing and probably distribution and all kinds of other stuff. It does not pay. That's why I say, don't sling marijuana. It's not worth it. If you're going to go big, go big, go bigger, go home. Slinging that cocaine. That's what you should have been doing. A little safer, but that's not what happened. No, he was slinging the hash oil and got caught when his van blew up. Shit's on you, mofo. Watch out for ghost. Maybe Kyle released a demon in your car and that's why your van blew up. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. This story is just absolutely amazing to me. You know Ryan Sipes, the guy races everything. He's very Travis Pastrana-ish. In fact, they're very tight, and they challenge each other all the time on all kinds of different racing. And we know that Ryan had a gnarly, gnarly crash over a year ago where he ended up with a broken pelvis, uh, torn bladder, internal bleeding, broken sacrum, L4, L5, vertebrae, brain bleed. It was really bad. And the dude has been on crutches from then all the way up to last month, February. The guy got off crutches about two weeks ago, and here's what's nuts. He was down in Florida racing on a motorcycle this weekend at Red Bull Day in the Dirt down south. That dude is a beast, man. You can't keep him down. It's good to see him back. I hope he takes care of himself, though. It doesn't get hurt again. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Man. I'm still hacking. <laughs> God, I'm still hacking. Brutal, brutal, brutal. I am still hacking up leftover from being sick. Shout out to the crew. Thank you for listening to the show today. We appreciate you guys. Shout out to the LBZ family. That is LBZ.life. That is the dudes, man. They are our homies. They support us on the Moto Minutes. They're down with the Big 49, and we are down with the LBZ. Um, also, I'm, God, I really want to talk about it. We're, we're getting closer. So I get through tomorrow's show, which is Friday, then Saturday, I will let you know what's going on. I'm working my ass off behind the scenes on top of doing three jobs of trying to resolve the demon box issue. And I'm striking out, is what I can tell you. But we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll get this. I'll figure it out. I, I did it once. I can do it again. Or I had somebody do it once. I'll have somebody do it again. Because I have no idea what I'm doing. 
If I knew what I was doing, it wouldn't be released into the world right now, would it? No, it would not. He's glad it's not released at my house. Effers. So, tomorrow on the show, it is going to be a star racing Yamaha 250 Palooza with Nate Thrasher and uh, Jordan Smith. Got to be good times. We'll talk to both of those young guys. They are fast as F. They're trying to run down Hunter Lawrence. They got another opportunity to do it this Saturday in Detroit. We'll get with them. Shout out today to uh, Mr. Justin Barsha for being on the show, for Mr. Hunter Lawrence for being on the show. We appreciate those guys. Big 49 brings it home with Moto Rock Extreme every single day, and we do it like no one else can. That I know. Very much so, like no one else can. I got to get out of here. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to cleanse myself of the nastiness that is a stretch. You know? <laughs> a lot of just crime and destruction and awful news. I- I'm tired of that. It was like watching the news. It was all depressing today. All right, I'm getting out of here. I will talk to you tomorrow for the Friday Spectacular. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Until tomorrow, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.